Hello again, this is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Tonight we have episode 14, which will be 12 online dating tips from real women who have met their spouses on dating apps. Michelle and I will be talking a little bit more about our upcoming guests, which are going to be success stories. And now on to the show. Hello, Wisdom Community. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast. And today we're going to have episode 14. These are going to be online dating tips from women who have met their spouses via online dating apps. So it's kind of an interesting piece that Michelle and I found. And Michelle's going to be jumping on here any minute now. And we hope that you enjoy this particular episode. It's been a little bit of an online adventure, you know, getting all our podcasts posted on the different uh, platforms. Uh, but we've really enjoyed the engagement from people on the Wisdom community more so than ever. We've definitely had a few people who've reached out to us uh, through our Instagram and Facebook page. And just to say hello. Oh, there's Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Had a had a nice trip to the East Coast, but I'm happy to be back on the West Coast. Yes, had as some crazy we're, weather as we're patterns. More, yeah, I mean East Coast is is probably kind of cooler back there, don't you think? Well, we were actually no, the weather has been pretty similar temperature wise for the most part, but man. There was some killer rain on Friday and Saturday. I drove all the way to Penn State almost oh three hours God. in the pouring rain. Yeah, not not fun. No good. Yeah, and and our weather is going to be a 90 degrees by the weekend. Get out. So. Beach day. Awesome. Yeah, sat- I think I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to have 80s. I mean, honestly... 80s for me is kind of like my perfect temperature. I, I just, I love that weather. Yeah, me too. Probably a little cooler where you're at because you're down on the coast. Yeah, but, uh, it'll be cooler here. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Have you, fin- have you finished your, your snack? Have I finished my <laughs> No. No, I didn't. It's too hot to eat. Oh, okay. So I, thought I, I, thought I, heard, I thought I heard, I thought we were going to add that to the list of uh, what is Michelle doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I held, I thought I heard a spoon clanking in a bowl. Well, you you probably did hear it clank, but you won't be hearing me eat. So, <laughs> well, that's good. Anyway, no tea. It's too early for the bedtime yes, no, tea. Yeah, actually, we're, we're on very early. I mean, five thirty. My gosh, it's like, what are we going to do with ourselves? Uh, it's perfect. That's I got perfect a dog time. that needs to be walked, and geez, last night I got home. And I guess I'm still on East Coast time. So I was sitting, um, watching TV, Netflix, and I started falling asleep. I looked at my watch and it was 8.15. <laughs> so I just got up and I went to bed and I woke up at 3.30 in the morning and I went back to sleep for two more hours. So I had to get up and train my clients. It was amazing. So I had eight, like eight and a half hours of sleep last night. Yeah, whenever I've traveled, whenever I've traveled overseas, I've kind of done the, you know, you get there, you're exhausted, and it's like, uh, and it's like I I will purposely 
stay up till it's an appropriate time to go to bed wherever I'm at, whether it's, you know, um, and then it, it, the jet lag seems to be a lot less. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so 12 online dating tips from real women who met their spouses on the apps in quotes. Yes. That's what we're going to chit chat about today. I like, I like, I like that they're real women. Not, not, not fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> not, not fake ones. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I kind of found this article, you know, honest to God, it's, you know, when we first started this adventure, I, I think one of the things you said to me was, are we going to have enough content? I go, well, if we could come on here every week and just talk about the horror stories, but I, I think you're right. I think I would much rather talk about the successes rather than the failures, you know, and for sure. And this one, this one definitely tickled that, definitely tickled that side of my brain where, you know, talk, listening and hearing what people did to be successful um, online dating. I mean, obviously not everyone is looking to meet their spouse online, but that, that seems to be, at least from the information you've given us, that seems to be a lot more common than I at first realized is that yeah. 60, 70% of the people who are getting married, at least in a younger demographic, meet online. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I would guess too, it's got to be the same for older people as well. So that'd yeah. be an interesting question to ask um, a pastor <laughs> yeah. or, or justice of the peace. If, if they divulge that information. I'm sure they do at some point, you know, cause it's, it's that age old thing of like, Oh gee, how'd you guys meet? You know? Yeah. And, well, you know, the example I always use is that, you know, two people reaching for the mango in the grocery store. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that happens still, but not, not, not very often. <laughs> you know the scenery where they're running towards each other in slow motion on well, the beach. No, the hands, the hands touch, and then the electricity <laughs> and the sparks fly. You know, and, and you know, there used to be this. Sh- there used to be this show when I was younger. It might be a little before your time. My parents loved this show. It's called Love American Style, and that was the. And their whole theme was like fireworks and a giant heart, you know, love American style. No, I just you remember know, love was, boat. That's so pretty love, funny. Well, love I've never boat heard was, of that one. Yeah. Lo- I think love boat was more people hooking up. No, there was, there was <laughs> on the cruise ship. Yeah. On the cruise ship, you know, and hey, it didn't matter if, if, if you needed, uh, if you need help, the love doctor could help you. So, <laughs> You know, on the on the love boat, yeah. But love American style was a. I mean, it was. I guess it was a comedy. I'm looking at it now. It's five seasons. I'm gonna Google it. Hundred episodes, yeah. And it was it was just uh it was a little show talking about people, you know, quote unquote falling in love, you know, and and how they met and things like that. Oh uh, yeah, this is. It, I was just a a little kid. Yeah. You were 71. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, I don't even think I was watching the Brady Bunch by then. 69 to 74. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, you know, I I think 
my parents didn't have as much of a filter uh, in terms of what I watched. So if they were watching, you know, this you is back in the day when every every home had one <laughs> one television set. Right. You know, it's like it's not like every bedroom has their own flat screen. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness! So true. This is too funny. I'm going to have to go try to find some episodes to see what you were watching. Anyway, let's jump into the article then. Okay, let's do Um, it. In a perfect world, your future husband would save you from getting hit by a UPS truck as you struggle to free (laughs) your Gucci sling back from a sewer gate. You'd tumble into each other's arms and then he, a surgeon, back from a doctor's without borders trip, naturally would gaze into your eyes and fall deeply in love. But you're not J-Lo, and Matthew McConaughey is married. Sorry, ladies. Dang, I hate that he's married. (laughs) This is real life, where finding a partner out in the wild is as rare as finding Gucci's on sale. (laughs) Instead, so many people are connecting via dating apps that they're actually the number one way couples meet according to a new Stanford University study. While this gives us hope, we know that navigating the World Wide Web of dating sites can be overwhelming and frustrating, to say the least. That's why we reached out to 12 real women from all over the country who were able to do it successfully and asked them for their best online dating tips, their wisdom below. Uh, Just to preface things, this article was written one month before the pandemic started. <laughs> so if some of the things, if some of the things seem kind of ridiculous in it because of uh, COVID, that's why it was, oh, wow. the articles, the article was written at the end of January, 2020. Okay. So, so if, if something seemed like, God, I would never do that in a COVID world. It's like, well, that's, that's probably the reason why it's, it's, it's Pre-COVID. one of those things where, Pre-COVID, I think, I wonder if we're going to have, uh, I wonder if people are going to say that, you know? like Absolutely. Oh, that, it's yeah. going to be like BC, <laughs> <laughs> except it's going to be PC. Pre-COVID. Is that what it is? I yeah, think pre-COVID. so. Oh my God, not the pre-COVID days. It's like, <laughs> well, I remember I was, hu- I was huddled, huddled in my home. Nothing but Netflix and a fireplace to keep me company. Uh, and some cats and a cat and a cat or two. Yes. Hey, you know, it's really funny. Quick, quick, um, little side story here. Uh, So I was coming home on the airplane last night and, um, was sitting with a father and son. Ironically, the son graduated from Penn state on Saturday, but he did all of his school online, which I didn't even know that Penn state had that option. So he was in California the whole time. I misunderstood him until the end of our conversation. I had one of my headphones and, and um, he was saying that he was talking to his dad. He'd been in the entertainment industry and he was doing really, really well. And then COVID hit. And as we all know, the whole world shut down, but especially out here in California, like entertainment just came to a screeching halt. And um, he was like, all right, well, I'd stopped going to school because I got so busy with my work. I may as well finish school. And he said to his dad, dad. So his his dad was probably in his Mm sixties and uh, he goes, 
has anything like this ever happened before that you know <laughs> of? And his dad's like, nope. No. No, so. I think, I think general. I mean, and, and there's no one really around from, I mean, there might be some people around from the Spanish flu era, but I yeah. mean, that's, that was so freaking long ago. Right. You know, but, but even, even the Spanish flu, I think that Spanish flu was over a hundred years ago. So, I mean, the people that would, would, would have gone through it they're well past 100 years old and oh yeah their, their recollection of what happened back then might be very different but Seriously. i don't but i don't think anything has shut the world down like this no Mm-mm. you know Crazy. Uh, my my cousin tara lives up in san francisco and she sent and when they shut the city down they literally shut the city down and there was uh, a video I think she sent it to me of a drone flying through San Francisco. And it was the creepiest thing ever because you start recognizing streets and you start recognizing, you know, points of interest and stuff. And there's no, there are no people. There are no cars on the street. Yeah. Well, I saw a video of um, Huntington beach on July 4th and there was not a soul on the beach. I guess at some point the beaches were all closed too. Yes, here, the beach which is insane to me. I got in trouble oh, because of that. So I don't even think in Jersey they were shut down. Maybe maybe for a couple weeks, but so I remember being on the beach on July 4th. My my routine uh didn't really change a whole lot other than instead of group rides, I started doing individual rides. Mm-hmm. And so they did. All the major beaches, they shut them down. I mean, Seal Beach, Newport, completely shut down. So can't imagine. Um, sorry about that. I had to hit the mute button. But and no so worries. what I started doing, I started doing solo bike rides down the river trail, and then I would go to Crystal Cove. Crystal Cove is technically a private beach, and so I would ride this Crystal Cove. I would go down the maintenance road. I would get to the beach at Crystal Cove. I'd throw my towel out and lay lay out and there would be anywhere between four and ten people on the entire beach crazy because it was private because well everyone thought the beaches were closed but some people who live close by probably just walked over and so everyone was super respectful and they would give everyone a wide berth you know that's there was not a lot of conversations happening <clears throat> from the people that were there. But, and, and one time I made the mistake of posting a picture of myself at the beach during this whole uh-huh. lockdown. Uh-huh. And people, I mean, I got some private messages got from blasted. people. But, oh, they were freaking out. They were like, you're, you're going to infect people. You know, I'm like, what people? There's four people on a one mile section of beach. Yeah, I went to do my uh, CPR certification on Monday, and the girl that was going to give it to me, she's like, "Um, I just literally got a phone call that they were, her son got married Friday night in the pouring rain. And she's like, I just got a phone call that somebody at the wedding tested positive. I'm like, okay, not staying. (laughs) (laughs) 
Meanwhile, though, I was up at Penn State with a zillion people in and out of uh, some bars. And so we'll see. So far, so good. I think I'm five. I think I'm five days from Saturday, aren't I? Yeah, I think yeah, I'm okay. You're five days. You're five days. It's so you know, it's, anyway. Uh, enough about know. that craziness. Let's let's get into the article here. Let's, let's Why do don't it. you take number one? I'll do it. Look for someone who makes it convenient for you. Wait for the one who goes out of the way for you. For instance, for our first date, Joey made sure to pick a place near my apartment. And at the time, that made it easy for me. I was living on the Upper East Side at the time, and he lived all the way down in Hell's Kitchen, which is New York for far. <laughs> I, think, I think your brother also said that. It showed yeah. me that he was interested in me and my life, and it felt so different from the standard, hey, let's meet up mentality that you usually find on dating apps, which led to four and a half years of marriage and a 19-month-old son. Hopefully, they're still Aww. married. It doesn't say that, but hopefully, yeah, they're still she's married. 35 from the Bronx in New York. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's pretty I think that, awesome. I think that's important. I mean, whenever I've... Whenever I've met someone online, say they live down at the beach, mm. you know, I've always, you know, I've always said, well, gee, why don't I drive down and meet you uh, somewhere on the coast? And, you know, and I'll usually end up finding a place and to make it more convenient for them. Because the last thing anyone wants to do, especially on a first date, is, oh, man, I got to drive 40 miles to get to this guy. Yeah, you know? well, that's a um so back east <laughs> angry <laughs> angry tom was from jersey and uh <laughs> so that's what that's why we met i mean the first couple times we went out he came up towards king of prussia which i thought was nice um it was much further for him to get there than it was for me to get there got it and then uh you know i felt bad i'm like well how about we meet in uh Wissahickon, uh Wissahickon park which was about a halfway point for him. But yeah, kind of when you're over the bridge in Jersey, it depends on how, how deep into Jersey you are. Wow. Um, coming, coming towards the King of Prussia area. But now, yeah. I think, uh, when, when you were, when you were dating, when you're doing the online dating, I mean, if someone were, I mean, you had the one date where the guy abandoned you four miles from your car and you had to like run, but that, that wasn't cool. But no. but when someone goes out of their way to like kind of tune themselves into what's in your area and or your neighborhood and says, "Hey, I heard that this. Have you tried this restaurant? I hear it's good. Oh, by the way, it's only a mile from your house." I mean, yeah, I think that's was, cool for the. Yeah. Yes. One of my, one of my, go ahead. Michelle. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. Pretty. Pretty much. Um, well, with the exception of the guy that was in San Diego, too, um, we met in San Clemente mm. to hike. Um, but, yeah, most of the other dates uh, I was on out here, they came towards me. And I'm thinking even, like, back east. Right. The same thing, it, they, which I thought was kind of nice. They made it convenient for the girl. Yeah. I had a gal one time that was in San Diego and she lived in downtown San Diego. And I thought, Hmm, what, what is going to make this convenient? And she was a hiker 
And so I decided like, hmm, I've never hiked the cliffs over at San Onofre. And so I decided to, I decided to hike the cliffs over. We, we meet at San Onofre and we go for a hike. And we had a little miscommunication, like where, which, where are we going to meet? Because that whole stretch on San Onofre is kind of long. We eventually found each other. And then I completely forgotten that there's a section in San Onofre, if you keep heading south, that used to be a nude beach. It's technically not a nude beach anymore, but people still partake. And so we're, we're doing this hike south. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I go, yeah, those people look nude. Yeah, they are. Oh my yeah. gosh. So, nice so our, job. So on, our, so on our first on our first date, we're hiking past all these people that are completely naked. And I'm just did like, you oh have well. a second date? Yeah, we did. We actually <laughs> wow. did. Wow. That's interesting. And I said That's pretty funny. I go, you know what? I go, I read something about this that there was there used to be a nude beach here and that some of the people still you know partake in the, the nude side of it and uh i wasn't Lo really and behold i wasn't really expecting that today <laughs> so well when in rome you know go ahead and go for the nude beach but but oh yeah goodness. i think i think i think effort regardless of what side you're on whether you're the man or the woman when you're sitting there and you you make an effort to meet that person or to to go out of your way to make things more convenient for them. That's going to make an impression on people. Yeah, I would agree. All right, let's go on. Two, cut them off if they're not texting you back. I'm divorced after marrying pretty young, so it was mildly horrifying to try out dating apps for the first time in my late 20s. But I learned from that first marriage that I didn't want to waste time on anyone who didn't reach out often enough. I think going on dates is great, and you should go on dates if you're interested in the person you're messaging with. But if they don't message you back in a timely way, just move on. Anyone who really wants to know you will make that obvious. And that's from 20-year-old uh, Kara in L.A. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, if it's in the middle of the work day, I think you got to give them a little grace. Um but yeah, if someone's, you know, messaging you in the morning and you don't get them back to them for like three or four days, that's like. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. Three or four uh, days. I mean, sometimes you're in the middle of stuff and you're trying. I know, at least I am. I have that, um, that new focus thing on my phone. Um, and I still, I still haven't quite figured it out, but unless it's like an emergency during the middle of the day, I'm just trying not to be like, eh, because I, I have a, um, what do you, <laughs> it's like, what do you, I'm, my, my brain isn't working for the word, searching for the word that I'm trying to get out. And it's not popping it up. Is. I don't know what um, it is. Oh my gosh. It's like that. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you, I'll let you ruminate. I'll, I'll... The, no, no, the Pavlov's dog, you know, when the bell rings. Yeah. The bell and rings. It, yeah. And you're like, eh, that's, that's kind of how the, I am with, the with notifications. Well, yes. it is. Unfortunately, we're science. We've become little science experiments in this whole process of social media and notifications and online. And every 
time, and then they've studied this, and every time you have a notification that you have a text message or that you have an email or that you have a message through a specific app, you know, people kind of color coordinate their notification bells so that when they get a certain ding or chime, they know exactly what it's coming from, whether it's uh, an app, you know, like Match or OkCupid or whatnot, or whether it's just a text message. And we are, we've become little science experiments. Yeah. That science, that that thing for social media, I just saw something on this the other day, and they were talking about people who are addicted to social media, whether oh, yeah. it's Instagram or Facebook. And anytime you hear that little ding or chime, it's like, it's like you get it, you get a hit, a dopamine. Endorphin rush. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you have to immediately gravitate to that device. To like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Now, I can't tell you how many car accidents that's probably contributed to. Probably a lot. Oh, absolutely. You know, 100%. and yeah, I have a I have a thing that I do uh, with people. If if I'm really busy, if I'm in the middle of, of something work related and it requires 100 percent of my focus and they text me, I'll just type back. <clears throat> I'm busy. I'm not right. blowing them off, but I'm responding. It's like I'm, I'm acknowledging that I, I received your message. But I'm so busy right now. I need to lock in to what I'm doing, and then when I'm un when I'm not busy, I'm a, I will I will text you back. I go. But, okay, so yeah. let me ask you this. Back to the back to the cut them off. So what what would your time limit be, so to speak, for you? If somebody didn't respond to you, and you'd be like, eh, I'm done with her. I, it's like you know, it's 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 a in a way, it's a form of ghosting. Um, if it's someone, it depends. It also depends how much you've engaged with them. I mean, have you gone out on one date, two dates, or are you like, if if it's if you've only gone out with them a couple of times, I don't put a whole lot of weight into them not responding back. I just look at it as a, they're not interested, or b, they met someone else. You know, so you, you, and it's the, it's the weird, it's the weird thing about online dating where you would hope that if someone met someone else, they would just hit you back and say, Hey, you know, we had a great date, but I just want to let you know that I met someone else. It's this whole thing with people backburnering other people. Mm. It's like, yeah, I met this great person. I'm going out with them, but. Hey, I got this guy over here on the back burner just in case, you know. Cushioning. 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 <laughs> That's right. I got the person on the back burner just in case things don't work out. All right. And so your so, answer was it depends. And, 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 you know, we have to integrate Maria into every conversation. So okay. I, I think that's <laughs> what Maria's fireman dude was doing with her. You know, where he blew it is he was supposed to go out with her and then he completely like blew her off. I think Oh yeah. I think Mr. Fireman had like a couple women on the burner. And so his little good morning, how you doing? How was your day? Those little interactions which takes all of what, three or four minutes, I think those were made to kind of back burner her. 
he was he was lining them up. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. <laughs> Copy and paste. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Have a great yeah. day. <laughs> It's when it's when you get the when you get the good morning and it doesn't and it's not your name. It's like good morning, Mike. Who's Mike? <laughs> you know when they personalize it and they're like, oh my god, I messed up. Oh, that's yeah. funny. My fa- my favorite text is from the person that you haven't heard from in so long, like you haven't heard from them in like six months, and they kind of backburnered you, and then they send you a text that makes no sense. And then you get the, oh, my God, that wasn't for you. Um, Have you ever got one of those? No. Those are hilarious. Oh, my God, that wasn't for you. That's too funny. It was another era. And it's like, uh, oh, I I was kind of curious. Yeah, I I didn't think we were meeting for dinner tonight. (laughs) And it's like, and and then they transfer into, oh, you know, I've been thinking about you. How are you doing? <laughs> Lies. Like, Lies. Like, Come on. It's like <sighs> the old, the old, oh, darn, that wasn't meant for you. Yeah. Anytime That's you get funny. one of those texts, nine times out of 10, it was meant for you. And it was meant to elicit a response. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, darn. Tactics 101. Not for, not for you. Oh, my God. I, I totally messed up. I I meant to send that to my girlfriend, Erica. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. You read the next one. I got it. Number three, kick your type to the curb. I would agree with that. I would tell single friends to keep an open mind and don't go for a certain type. When I met my now husband, I was swiping right on all the ultra masculine bodybuilder types because physically that's what I was into at the moment. (laughs) Well, there you go. You might think you're only attracted to blonde guys with hair like Thor or to anyone shorter than five, six is out of the question. Yeah, maybe. But my husband's smile in his profile picture seemed so genuine and kind, and it drew me in. So I gave him a chance, and I'm glad I did. We just got married in November. That's Megan. Oh, Megan. Oh, my God. Megan Dolce, 40, from Lexington, Kentucky. (laughs) Too funny. Um, I would say that's true. I'd I'd say say it's okay to kind of date out of your lane a little bit. But I think when we get to a certain age, I I will say it's 40, we're kind of locked into what we want, what we know we want, what we need. And so I think for some people, that's a little tough. That's a little challenging. Yeah, I would agree. But in that... um... I think that I told you about that book that um, I had read, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping or How to Find a Date Worth Keeping. That was one of the things that they had stressed in that book was like, don't don't just count somebody out because of, um, you know, something, you know, that that might not be somebody that you are typically drawn to because you just never know. Um, But it would have to be like, you know, something maybe like I'm not, you know, really a fan of sports or somebody, oh yeah, I like to go fly fishing. More so than that, I think your 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 basic like Christian, non Christian, um 
maybe like we were talking about the age factors, your, your physical attribute factors. I think those kind of things you more or less are going to stick to what you, what is visually appealing to you, emotionally appealing to you, but things like their activities or their job or. um, One question I've gotten that's a little out of the box from someone is they asked me if I was a hunter. If I go, if I I could see that if I go hunting, well, I I think that ties into people that, I don't know, maybe more athletically inclined. I don't know. I don't know how that no, ties in. No, 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 no. It's the anti, it's the PETA people. It's the anti-killing animals. That's definitely well, a kinda, thing. I'm kind of I'm anti-killing animals. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm kind of, I'm kind of that way. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't see like drawing down on a deer and killing it. I just couldn't. Honestly, does, does anyone even hunt around here? Yes, people hunt in Glendora Ridge Road. Really? What are they hunting? They're hunting deer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's I, huge out where I'm from. Well, Lots of people hunt. Well, any place where there's a significant mountain terrain, um, there's probably a hunting season. Mm. Yeah, when we used to ride GMR all the time, you always knew when it was hunting season because there would be a ton of cars parked. Cars lined up uh, at the bottom every- of the... Yeah, well, they no, not the bottom. They would they would be about ten, eight, nine, ten miles up, just parked in the little the, the little inlets, and then they would go down into the shrub, mm. uh, looking for deer. You know, and it was yeah, and you'd see you'd see these guys coming out, you know, in their camo and stuff, and yeah, there's 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 even though you know California is 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 very <laughs> left leaning, yeah, they're still hunting here. I don't think that's ever okay. going to go away. But that's a question that has been asked of me if I hunt. Uh, I mean, I had a neighbor up the street that hunted, and he we would get his venison jerky. and exactly. uh, I mean, It's good stuff. I mean, back where I lived, the deer were a problem, like, with cars on the road. So, I mean, as sad as it is to shoot little Bambi. I mean, somebody's got to have some population control because it came, It became pretty dangerous. There was certain well, times a year, rutting season, where you would you would have to really keep your eye on the road at dusk and dawn to make sure a lot of people get into car accidents because of deer. Well, that happened. In, that's happening right now in Australia, where the kangaroos are out of control, and Aww. they. Well, the problem the problem is they're they're destroy, they're destroying the country. Yeah. And so they they were anti they're anti hunting the kangaroos for so long, and now they're having to go out and like just cull herds of them. Yeah, they did that. You know, because in Valley Forge, every so often they would um, just have to whittle down the herd because yeah, it got I, crazy. They got crazy. What are you doing? I just I just dropped something. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go on to the next one. Uh, number it. four, pay, pay for the site if it has the population you want to date. When I was online dating, I went on a ton of hinge dates, like maybe two first dates a week. That never amount, amounted to much. Eventually, I took the advice of my best guy friend who told me that if I really wanted to meet a guy who was serious about a long-term relationship... I had to be, 
I had to pay to be on a dating site. The now defunct How About We. Paid dating sites today include Match, eHarmony, JDate. Never heard of that one. I matched with a very attractive six foot four man who wanted to take me out for mac and cheese and wine. My soulmate, Avi. It's been five <laughs> and a half years since that date, and I've not never logged back in. We got married four months ago. Awesome. Meredith, thirty one from New York City. Awesome. I mean, I told that to my sister all the time. That um, plenty of fish site. Uh, oh, she met some dogs on that one. I'm like, girl, well, if you want to find somebody every, serious, you got to pay. Every every person I've talked to has talked about plenty of fish. And I think this is why I never ventured down that road. They were just, they were just like, oh my God, it was awful. <laughs> but uh, J-Date is actually the Jewish dating site. Oh, I did not so, know that. Um, yeah. So I think I think there's so many websites now. The last time when I checked, there were 40 different apps you could download on the iPhone for dating sites. That's crazy. And so some of them, some of them are are very niche oriented. So, but I feel the same. I I that's always been one of my big things. It's like, you know, I'll read someone's profile. They're looking for love. They want to find the man of their dreams. They have a checklist. Maybe you check a bunch of those boxes, but they won't pay twenty bucks to actually talk to you, or or one hundred and thirty <laughs> for six months. <laughs> well, that, that's that, that's only you. I mean, Michelle Michelle prefers the long drawn out torture of hey, online man. dating for extended periods of time. I was getting the better deal. It's always about getting the better deal. Well, My dad taught me well. You, you were getting the con. <laughs> I think that'd be funny if they if they came out with a Costco online dating website <laughs> where you can buy them, you can get them buy in bulk. I think, I think Michelle would I think Michelle would join. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Somebody yeah, should reach Costco, out to Costco. Yeah, Costco. We're we're gonna match you up in bulk. You know, it's like get, it's like why go out with one guy? Hey, I'll give you six good options. There you go. And you can and you can share dating the, weekend, man. You can share the Costco card. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. Number five. All right, go on. I'm going to say, put the apps down while you're on a date with someone else. In order to give a first date or any date really a chance to blossom and grow into something real and <clears> meaningful, <throat> you need to turn off notifications on your dating apps so that you don't have any distractions while you're with someone. You can't be fully present on a date with one person while getting a new message from someone else. I actually have a little uh, button that I've programmed on my iPhone where I just tap it and it shuts all my notifications down. And so anytime you're going to have to show me that because this is what I've been trying to do. And, and the notifications still come through. It's a, it's a feature that a lot of people don't know on their iPhone. It's actually pretty all easy right. to set up. It's a little, it's a little wandering button that floats around on every screen. And if I, and if I double tap it, it automatically shuts all my notifications down. If I single tap it, it takes me back to my home screen. Huh. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's, a little, it's a little programmable, button. <clears throat> but I agree with that. I mean, put, put the phone in your damn purse or your pocket, well, I, you know, yeah. and don't, don't have the phone somewhere where you're inclined to pick it up and look at it. Although, as I think I mentioned before, 
if you know that you're going out and it's a first date and you need to be rescued, in that case, you need to have your bat signal all <laughs> well, prepared I think, I think, and lined I think, up. I think women do that more than anything. It's like, you know, the old, okay, I'm meeting him at 8, so at 8.45, you call me. <laughs> yes, or ping me uh, some sort of emoji. <laughs> like, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs I don't up, know. Thumbs down. Okay, anyway. uh, thumbs up All or right. thumbs down. Yeah, that could be possible. I personally... I'll shut my notifications off. I put the phone in my pocket. Even if I feel it buzz in my pocket, I'm not reaching in my pocket to, to grab you it. Can, you can look at your watch. <laughs> I can look at my watch. I, I also, I also silence the apps on my, on my watch. <clears throat> so yeah, I don't have mine ping, but um, yeah. if and, a text and, message came in that I, that I needed to see, I would see it on my watch and, and, and know whether or not I got to an answer. Yeah, even if you shut them down, you hit the little you hit the little theater faces, and it shuts all your alerts down. Your watch will still buzz. It just mm, yeah, you'll vibrate. On, it just won't show them on your watch. And and I'm I'm a person where if it is a true emergency, you better be calling me, not texting me. Mm. So I mean, yeah. being being uh, rescued from a date that might be an emergency. That might be. All right, okay. I'm going on. Number six, go Let's for the it. normal photo guy who matches his bio. It's so important to try to figure out who a person is instead of just focusing on someone because their picture would look great on the cover of GQ. My now husband's photos were very normal and not overdone like plenty others are. Instead of modeling headshots, he had regular pictures of him and his dogs and a parent's sign of trustworthiness. Side note. And a basic kitchen selfie. His bio was normal, too. He doesn't work out a crazy amount or go adventure hiking every single weekend. He eats pizza and drinks whiskey. I was sold. <laughs> Lauren, 31, from Long Beach. Hey. Wow, Long Beach. Nice. That's funny. Well, I think... Go for the it, normal photo guy who matches his bio. I, I, I there's this there's this one gal on uh, Instagram and her name is Annie McFarland and she's an absolute crack up and she's a single gal with two rescue dogs and two children and she does online dating and she's just absolutely hilarious. One of the things that she commented on she goes she goes so if a guy has like six photos, find the ugliest photo. She goes. That's the guy who's showing up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny and probably true. <laughs> probably true. Like, don't you know? Don't take the one where the the sunlight is hitting him just perfectly and right. You know, filter. Yeah, no wrinkles <laughs> or gray hair. Like, guys probably don't filter their photos. Do you think? I don't. Really. Well, I mean, I mean, in that way, I know you filter cycling photos, but. Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, I'll add light or, or, or enhancements, and yeah, and I, I do some of the Photoshop stuff for you know the group photos, but yeah, I, you know, I, more the only the only editing I really do is probably cropping, you know, you know, I, I haven't talked to you about this. How do you feel when you see a guy's dating profile 
and there's like four photos and you can tell that the girlfriend is cropped out of every photo. <laughs> well, is it the girlfriend or is it the sister? No, I like when they like scratch the, actually, I wonder how the heck you even do that. How they like cut, they cut the face off of the person next to them. Or, or I mean, they, why you can't find another picture with somebody that where you're by yourself, maybe? <laughs> I think one of the photos that I've used, I mean, there's a couple different hiking photos where I'm hiking with my friend or bike riding with my friends. Yeah. It's, this goes this goes back to the Dos Marias, is that when I accidentally sent the photo, a group photo to this one girl, it just turned out to be her former sister-in-law. Oh my god! <laughs> that like what? What is hysterical? What are what, the odds? I personally think having a picture with a group, you know, it's a group photo. Hey, hey, we all went hiking. To me, I would much rather get that than have the weirdly cropped and people's faces obscured photo because yeah, I want to know that you're not a shut-in. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I want, yeah, I want to know. That you're, I want to know that you're not a shut-in and that you're just you know, it's just you and your cat hanging out. So, <laughs> all right, go to the number next seven. One. I'm going to go. Don't shy away from cultural differences. After four years of dating, three years, three years of marriage, and now with a baby on the way, I can say I'm glad I took a chance with online dating and with someone very different from myself. I went into it with an attitude of being open to and accepting of those differences, which weren't small considering my family and I are from Rizal, a province just outside of Manila in the Philippines. And Mike is from a big Italian family in New Jersey. Wow, that's a cultural difference. But staying open to what made us different and teaching each other about our respective traditions and customs actually made us much closer than I anticipated. That is Dia from Somerset, New Jersey. I would agree with that. Um, my, my tendency is still to be attracted to tall blondes. I don't know what that's all about, but it seems to be my my norm. <laughs> I have dated I have I have dated more than just tall blondes, but oh well. You know, it's I I don't really I don't really look at cultural differences as, as like a big deal. Um you know, I'm I think more it depends on where you are. So, if I would have chosen to date very differently back where I was from it would have been frowned upon oh. um, and I, I don't see that out here because there is so much diversity um, but back where I'm from I mean it was like pretty much um, very very similar like there, there were not too many, too many different cultural um, diversities in the area. With now, it seems like with a lot of the. So you're saying in Pennsylvania, it was a lot of white people. Yes. <laughs> okay. More so, more so now. There's a lot more people of Indian background coming in with the companies that are close by, but that was never the case for so many years. It's pretty much. White America. I mean, it's if we look at Los Angeles or the area, I mean, within Los Angeles, 
there's there's a there's a there's a Korean section. There is a Japanese section. There's even a little Ethiopia in Los Angeles, which is crazy. Wow. Um, it's and so all these these different cultures have gravitated to two particular areas, and and sometimes culturally, I, I remember I had a I had a boss who was from Taiwan, and he would take us to this one specific restaurant, and we were the and me and usually my friend Dave were the only two non-Asians in the place. Everyone in the whole restaurant was Asian. Well, I think that's more of a city thing because Philly was like that too. There were different sections. Like there was a Polish section. And um, so it could just be more of like a, a city Possible. kind of thing. But I think, I mean, I think, I think dating outside your norm, I think, not only is that a learning experience, absolutely. Um, you know, just just. I mean, I, I'm I'm one of those people. I enjoy <clears throat> the deep dive. I enjoy learning about someone and where they grew up and what was it like to what was it like to grow up in a in a little Italy? Like, I have yeah. no concept of what that is going to be like. I have no mm-hmm. concept. You know, and it's what's strange is that. I grew up in Claremont, and even though Claremont was primarily, you know, Anglo-Saxon, they're white people, there was a large contingent of people in Claremont that grew up here that were Hispanic. They were from Mexico, which included mm-hmm. my grand, which included my grandparents, and you know, and there was a there was a really bizarre thing. Like all my aunts and uncles, they all spoke Spanish. And they, you know, they still speak Spanish to this day, they speak English and Spanish. But mm-hmm. that one generation jump to us, all the grandkids, none of them taught us Spanish. Like none wow. of my cousins. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Spanish because it was like, it was so culturally frowned upon when they grew up that if mm-hmm. they spoke Spanish, it was seen as a negative. And so all, the, all those people... All, all my aunts and uncles, they did not teach any of their kids Spanish. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And and it and it comes up every so often with me where someone will go, oh, don't you speak Spanish? And I'm like, no, I never learned. They're like, well, why didn't, your, why didn't your mom or your parents teach you? It's like, it never came up. Hmm. Because it was such a stigma on them when they spoke Spanish that they didn't, they felt they didn't want to that stigma to continue and carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and do number eight. Okay. Make a list of all the things you're looking for in a relationship. Mm, I've done that. You should know the answer to the, what are you looking for question? I would never be the one to ask it and actually always thought it was a stupid question. But when my now husband asked me that on Bumble, the free version, (laughs) After we'd already been talking for a little while, he seemed like a really honest and straightforward guy. He is. So I did tell him the truth that I was looking for someone serious about the future. Turned out that was the answer he was looking for. So don't be afraid to be honest and weed out the guys who are not serious if that's what you want. We got engaged after nine months, then married nine months after that, and have been married for a little over a year. Alex, 29 from New Hampshire. Wow. That, that, 
I think it's good. I think it's good to write down the different things that you're looking for. Uh, yes, I think, your top five must have and your top five must not have. Right. I mean, for for those people that are new listeners to our podcast, I have this thing about when people put down different things, activities that they do or things that they do. Uh, and sometimes I call it wish listing, <laughs> um, meaning it's like in if if I met the right guy, I would start hiking. Well, don't put that you're a hiker. You know, don't put don't put that you that you ride bikes, you know, when you're actually just riding the beach cruiser on the strand. You know, it's like I think making a list is important and putting those down. But I think being genuine, I think being genuine to who you are and the things that you're looking for in a mate uh, are very important. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Oh, you, you found the mute button. That was awesome. I did. Yes, because I'm trying to. I'm trying to eat, eat my I, dinner. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Darn. Well, okay. Nine. <clears throat> Make I'll sure your that. core. Wait. What? Oh, go ahead and do that. No, I'm good. Make okay. sure your core values are clear up front. I was a little reluctant to try app-based dating and didn't jump on the bandwagon until later in the game because my faith is very important to me and I didn't know how I was going to filter out the men who didn't share that core value. I met Franz after two weeks of being on Bumble. A Bumble again. wonder if she paid. And I we like decided. Bumble. I like Bumble. I, I like Bumble as a man because, you know, I've said this before. It's like the women have to make the first point of contact. Yes. And I think if someone is going to reach out to you and, and, maybe to just say hello or give a short sentence that to me shows that they're interested. And then I can go and read the profile and see if we're more of a match. Yes. All right. I met Franz after two weeks of being on Bumble and we decided to meet up for tacos after only Mm -hmm. talking on the app for a few hours because we were both very upfront about our faith being a huge part of our lives. The advice I would give my fellow online daters is to make sure you're clear and honest about your big deal breakers and to never sacrifice your core values and beliefs for anyone. Franz and I dated for almost three years after that, then got married just last month. We now live together with our cats, Tuna and Wasabi. Alexandra from Sacramento. Oh, sorry. I read two in a row, didn't I? Yeah, I know. That's okay. Being greedy. I'm being greedy. Um, I mean... Okay, I'm just going to be 100% um, transparent here. At some point during my marriage, um, my husband decided that he was going to be atheist. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and it it really kind of killed me because I'd be upstairs working and I could hear him listening to these podcasts and YouTube things. And it literally would turn my stomach. And a couple things pro- happened. Promoting atheism? Or I don't, I've never yes. listened to an atheist podcast, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to each their own, but given my background and how I wanted my kids raised and all this stuff, it just, it just really bothered me, like, to my core. Um, so that was a non, that's just a non-negotiable for me. Like I, I don't even want to be with somebody that's questioning, like 
for me, you got to be 100% firm in your belief that, you know, yeah. You're you're, you're Christian. I mean, let's come up and say it. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm old school Christian. I'm Catholic. We go way back. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how I was brought up. Um, So I it's just, you, you have that in you from the time you're a child, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, So quite literally beaten beaten into me by the Padres. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the way they did it old school way. You know? Yeah. There was, Absolutely. There was, there, that's just the way it was back then. Yeah. You know, I think, All right. Go I think, ahead. I think your core values is extremely important. I mean, and, and um, you know, how, when it's, I think it's a conversation that happens when a, a relationship starts to get serious, where, where, where is our moral compass? You know, where are right. our morals at? You know, and and is this person on the same l- parallel that I am as far as their moral compass? Man, I and think you could also um, elaborate a little bit more and extend that out, and even say, okay, you know, is this person a negative person or is this person a positive person? Because you, I mean, yes, you, I I'm extremely, can't. extremely I'm an extremely positive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've, I've gone out on a few dates with some negative Nancy's and, <clears throat> and it's like, it's like, no, this is not going to work out. Yeah. You know? It's or, or someone who, I mean, and it's probably not intentional, but somehow they bring it where they bring all that drama with them. Oh yeah. You know, you know and, and, you know, I know everyone on the planet says, oh, I have no baggage. I want no drama. When you're in your 50s, you got plenty of baggage. Hopefully, oh, yeah. it's, just, hopefully it's just a carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's just a little bit, a little bit of something, but not, not massively, you know, not massive amount of drama. So, yep. All right. I got three minutes left here. So I'm going to do number 10. I'm going to do number 10 and then you're going to disconnect at some point and reconnect 10, save the interesting conversation points for real life dates. My biggest successes with actual dates that I met on apps came by moving things from my phone into real life as soon as possible. Exchange a few messages to be sure you feel safe and interested, but then come up with a plan to get to know each other in person quickly. A few times I spent weeks messaging or texting someone I hadn't met and by the time we did meet, it felt like we'd done all the getting to know your questions online and it inevitably fell flat. Something that immediately attracted me to my fiance was that after a couple messages, he asked me right out. He asked me out right away with a specific plan and time. His decisiveness and clear intentions were refreshing. People can be so one dimensional on apps. Giving someone the benefit of seeing the full picture in person is the best way to set yourself up for success. Another Megan in New York. Wow. Uh, Megan Dolce is making the rounds. And go Megan. <clears throat> go Megan. I, I think that's important. I've actually had people that I've messaged a couple times and they'll, and they'll say to me, Hey, um, not necessarily give me their phone number, but Hey, do you have like Google chat or do you have like, 
uh, you know, Google Hangouts or anything like that. Well, most people have a Gmail account. So I, yes, and it's like, and they want they want to FaceTime with you right away. I think oh. people do that intentionally because they want to make sure that you're real. Yeah. You know that so, they're, that they're not wasting actually. This is awesome. So something to do when you first start dating somebody. Thirty six questions. How to fall in love dot com. It's so good because it gets you thinking about things. Um, so you have to Google that. Thirty six questions in love dot com. Check it oh, out for those of I you never, that I are. Maybe we'll we'll go through some of the questions. I think that would be great. That'll be another podcast. Thirty-six questions. Yeah. So. Yeah. um, All right. Read the next one. I'm going to read eleven. I'm going to read eleven. You're going to fall off and then come back. And so I'll be in the midst of reading eleven when you come back. All right. Okay. So number eleven. Let's take a break. Honestly, I think the number one thing is to keep trying, but don't be afraid to take breaks from online dating when you need it. I felt like I looked under every rock to find my husband and it was exhausting. So I had to step away for a week or so every now and then. The repetitiveness of all those first dates was something weird, uncomfortable or straight up bad, left me feeling jaded. I left quite a few bad dates. Oh, let me get Michelle again. I left a few bad dates, but I didn't leave the date. I went on with my future partner. We've been married now a year now because I gave myself time to regroup after the bad to appreciate the good. That is Jess from Baltimore. Mm. I'm a firm believer in if you're going to bite the bullet, you're going to jump on to match or bumble or okay Cupid or Zeus. It doesn't matter what you do. I personally think when you subscribe, meaning you're paying for it so you can message people, do it one month at a time. Because (laughs) sometimes after one month, you feel Uh just like this person feels. Like you start to feel jaded. I mean, how many damn, hey, how How are you doing today? How many crumbs do I have to kiss? (laughs) How many, I, I can't. I can't even remember how many questions it would, I would get a hi or a hey. I'd write them a complete sentence and then I, you know, or a paragraph. And then I get, how are you doing today? I mean, at the very least, if you don't feel like typing, have like, not that I've done this, but I'm just thinking. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. I really have not. But like, (laughs) have your list of questions that you like to find answers to like in a note somewhere that you could copy and paste it if you're too lazy to type it every time. But, you know, hopefully it's something specific to the person's profile that you're trying to, you know, discuss or get a take on. If if (laughs) I ever got to a point to where I'm actually having a conversation with this person, I would be looking at their profile. And if they told me like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I, I did, I did the hike to Machu Picchu and it, yeah. it's like, I would be like, wow, tell me about that trip. Yeah. That must've been amazing. Absolutely. That must've been amazing. You know, then at or, least it shows that you read their dang profile. Right. <clears throat> you know, or, you know, you know, the, one of, one of the, my mutual friends, uh, down in Orange County, 
she just went on a trip to Italy with her daughter and looked amazing. Can't wait yeah. to talk to her. Can't wait to talk to her about that trip. You know, things like that. Things that are yeah. relevant and current, you know, exactly. not like, oh yeah I, yeah, I went to Europe when I was in college. You know, it's like, wow, that's like 20 or 30 years ago. Right. And so it's like, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there's some new stories that come up. Right. All right. Yeah, but taking one. taking a break is absolutely essential. Oh, Go ahead and think... do your pen do your penance, bite the bullet, dive in head first for one month, <laughs> answer every dumb question you never know what uh... might become of it, but then you know, disengage after that thirty days. Oh yeah. You give yourself it. a mental break. I mean <laughs> I can't tell break. you how many times the one the one thing especially women will say to me they go it felt like a part-time job answering yes. all these messages yeah 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 you know you get you get inundated with seven messages the first day then you got 10 or 12 more messages the second day and especially if you go onto an app like a, a match or something when you're the new face in the crowd it seems like <laughs> <laughs> Everybody sends you a message. Yeah, that I think I think Maria Maria had mentioned that. I think that's a third Maria reference. I think Maria said, "I think it was just because I was fresh meat." Yeah, fresh meat. <laughs> you know, fresh the, meat the, your, that loves to ride. <laughs> loves to ride. That's right. She loves to ride, baby. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm gonna move on to the next one because we gotta. I gotta wrap this up. Talk to your friends about all your dating app highs and lows. My advice for anyone who is waiting, swimming, or drowning in the online dating pool is that it's more an ocean than a pool. Absolutely. Legit. Everyone's doing it, and we should all be talking about it. Talk to your friends. Create a podcast. I, I just inserted that. Share your frustrations, your worries, your joys, the lows and the ups especially when it feels like a giant dead end because it's hard to keep doing it when it gets discouraging. Talking about it is healthy emotionally and mentally. Maybe someone you know is going through the same thing or has, and I can top that terrible date story that will make you laugh. The point is, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a stigma around online dating that shouldn't be there because this isn't a novel concept anymore. No. I Kyla from Albany. I think yeah, that was one I of the agree. things that, well, that's one of the things that came up in the last podcast is that I didn't realize match.com has been around since <clears throat> I think 1997, 1996, 1997. I had yeah, no idea. Was, I had no idea yeah. that it was around that long ago. And I think once we got into the heart of the internet age in the two thousands and online dating became more commonplace, even and literally so. at your fingertips, right? Well, so, well, since the evolution of the smartphone in 2007, I think yeah. dating apps on your phone, you know, paralleled with uh, them on your computer at home, have just <laughs> made meeting people a much easier process. Yeah. Meeting Agreed. people in general is an easier process. Meeting the right people is still a difficult process. Absolutely. Like I still, said, you got to kiss a lot of frogs sometimes. Still a very difficult process. 
involved with actually meeting the right kind of people. And, and I, and I, you know, it's like if, if you're into scuba diving or if you're like bike riding, like Michelle and I, or you're into something very specific, I would put that specificity in your dating profile, along with a photograph showing you doing the one thing that you love to do, (laughs) because I guarantee you, there is some guy out there who loves scuba diving too. And, and wouldn't you rather be more inclined to be with a person that has at least some of your interests? You know, it's for me, I'm, I'm a very outgoing and gregarious person. I can't really be with someone who's super shy and introverted. I just can't because I can dominate a conversation (laughs) if I need to, but I don't necessarily want to. Michelle, what are you eating now? What are you eating? Nothing. I'm not eating anything. <laughs> I did go. <laughs> I did go get some more to eat, but I'm not eating right now. Well, it sounds. It sounds like it sounds like you've got steak knives at the ready. Like there's a steak sitting there in front of exactly. There's you a hear steak that? In, in fr- yes, there's a steak. In, of course, I hear it. There's a steak in front of you, and you're like salivating, going. I, I want am, this I am steak. salivating over my dinner. I, I, need I to, want this I steak need to eat now. And, and go walk my dog. <laughs> well, walking the dog is important. That's, That's very important. Right. Just just a little bit more about our podcast, uh, the What He Said, She Said podcast. This is episode 14. Wow, I can't believe we already have 14. Yeah. I still haven't gotten, thir- I still haven't <laughs> gotten 13 up. I will have 13 up by Friday and then I'll have 14 up by Monday. If you go to any of the podcasting apps, whether it's Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we're also available on Amazon Music, uh, as well as a plethora of other different podcasting apps. And you just look for the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. <clears throat> so we're actually even also available on the, I don't want to say her name, yeah, the Amazon Echo. So <laughs> you can listen to us all over the place. You can go back and start at number one. You can just listen to 13 and 14 and, and see if this is something you want to listen to. We're going to try to have more. Three is more. definitely one of my favorites. Three is freaking hilarious. So um, I think one of the things that we're going to try to do is we're going to, uh, much like we did with our friend Maria, we're going to try to have conversations mm. with people I know that you set up a couple different people that were yes. online success stories. And I actually have a list of questions that I'd like to ask them because more so than, I mean, the train wrecks are funny. And when you listen to some of the other podcasts that are more oriented towards people in their forties, fifties, and sixties, they love talking about the, the, the train wrecks, the, you know, the car, the car crashes that are out of control. But the reality is we're, we're all, dating online so we can meet that one person to get us off the damn app. Right? Yeah. Amen. Well, at least at least hopefully you are. You know, there's right? some people there's some people that I've talked to who actually say, I enjoy meeting I enjoy meeting different people. Yeah. yeah. Um I have a friend who's actually married who used Bumble. There's a whole new feature within bumble it's called the bff have you seen heard about this i have i haven't tried it 
Yeah, and she tried it, and she actually met some interesting other women through the Bumble app. She, I think she used the free version, though, Michelle, not the big version. I did, um, I did find, I think it's called Peanut. It's an app for women that are peri and menopausal, I believe. Or maybe it's just for women, but that's that's what did it's you say too? Did you say peanut? Like, as in like peanut. peanuts? Yep, yep. Okay. And and so peanut and is, you can is like, it an iPhone only? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I, I I just pulled it up. It looks like I got a couple waves there. I gotta. I'm not very yeah, attentive. That's, that's, the reason why Michelle's bringing that up more than anything is that she's is she's a personal fitness trainer, but she specializes in women who are peri or menopausal. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So there's a whole, yeah, there's a whole, um, you can select things on, uh, like what you're interested in or what your demographic is or why you're out there. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Excellent. Are you, are you still considering starting <laughs> your own podcast? Yes, I was hoping to get that done um, before I headed back east, and I just had way too much to tackle. I, so. I think I think it. I mean, I don't think you need to necessarily come on and talk for an hour. I go, no, but uh-uh. but I think I think you would be surprised how many people would be interested in talking to someone like you, who's not just a fitness yeah. trainer, but you specialize in the the physical as well as the nutritional side for for women who are at that certain age yeah so i'm i'm actually um doing a little half day retreat with um one of my neighbors who's in the wellness world and um my talk is basically going to be on hormones and um lifestyle changes that you can make to bring your hormones into better balance and that is most likely going to be the theme of my first um, podcast because it's a presentation that I've already presented a couple times and um, it's pretty solid. So um, nice. basically kind of telling my story of, of how I got my act together and um, started feeling better. So that's, nice. that's the game plan. <clears throat> and then no, I'm hoping to have some guests on as well i i really think that if you go out and you just start you start presenting your material because you have a master class that Mm -hmm. i think you will draw a lot of people into a conversation i think you're right i think you i think you'll i think you'll be surprised um you know it's 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 been hit and miss in terms of being able to draw people into a conversation about online dating right even though it's something that so many people do I think people talking about their own experiences, uh, it's it's challenging sometimes. You yeah, know, people you know, are they are they really willing? Are they really willing to just you know kind of put everything out on the line and you know talk about you know their good and their bad experiences? Hopefully, more good than bad. Well, and I think you know, some people are like, kind of a little too introverted to jump on to something like this too. So, I um, agree. That, <laughs> You know, not either, either of our well, except, except Letitia. <clears throat> Letitia was very open and honest. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> so, she was. 
Well, I saw right, Leticia. Friend, well, she, I think. She, oh, are, you, are you cutting out? Yeah, I got to cut so, out in like two minutes. Finish what you were if saying. Anyone, if anyone is interested in coming on to uh, the live cast here, uh, feel free to hit the, uh, you know, feel free to hit the button that, that jumps you on. And I'm going to say goodbye to Michelle for the evening. We normally are live casting on Mondays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, this week we did it on Wednesday just because Michelle was back east with her family on Monday. So we didn't really have an opportunity to get that done. But our normal day is Monday evening, 5.30-ish uh, for the live cast here on Wisdom. Yes. Oh, looks like Michelle is... Yes, I'm ducking yeah. out. So you got a bite. You, what did you just take a bite of? What? <laughs> you muted the button. I think you took a bite of something. A sandwich. <laughs> I did. Yep. At least I'm not. No, I made egg egg roll in a bowl. Oh my god! <laughs> it's very good. Okay, uh, it's taunting you. Food. It's taunting. It's taunting. Okay. Me, yes. All right. I'm gonna get going. Have okay. A good very night. good, Michelle. Have a good night. See you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, once again, I'm going to stay online if anyone is interested in jumping on, telling their, hopefully, a success story. Um, once again, this is Eric with the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. And we just had uh, an, read an interesting article of the 12 online dating tips from real women who met their spouses online. And I think I think it's good to have a lot of success stories interspersed onto a podcast of this nature, just because we've all heard the different horror stories and you can only have so many of those before it starts to jade you a little bit. It's all, it's nice having success stories in the, in the mix. So it doesn't look like anyone is coming on, but hopefully we will see you next Monday at five thirty. Or you can find our podcast online at Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. It's under the What He Said, She Said podcast. And we will have uh, links to the article when we put this up online this weekend. Once again, this was episode 14, Tips from Women Who Met Their Spouses Online. And I want to wish everyone in the wisdom community who's been a great part of Michelle and my journey. A good night. I want to thank everyone for joining us for episode 14. That was the 12 women who met their spouses online through dating apps. There is hope for us all. And now a word from one of our sponsors. When manscaping, you have to use the right tools for the job. And trust me, your boys will thank you. I've actually been using Manscaped for months already. I own a couple of their products like the Lawnmower 2.0 and their Jingleberry deodorant. Manscaped was kind enough to send me their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, which includes their new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, along with other liquid formulation to keep your boys fresh and happy. Their Lawnmower 3.0 is the only water resistant trimmer made with skin safe technology, helping you avoid the absolute suffering that comes from common grooming accidents. 
It even has its own charging dock for convenience and ease of use with a battery that lasts up to 90 minutes on a single charge. The package also includes their crop preserver, boys deodorant, and crop reviver ball toner, which I know sounds absolutely hilarious, but trust me, it works. I bought it myself. Find all this info at manscaped.com to keep your boys trimmed and happy and your gal pal smiling. 